Well, what's up, church? Pastor Nick here. I am so excited to be with you this morning. And if it's your first time here at Propel, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for spending this weekend with us and watching today's message. Today, we're going to take a few moments now and open God's Word together. And then at the end of the message, there's this thing that we have called the after party. It gives you the ability to take some next steps and kind of dive deeper into today's message. And maybe you're not watching this live right now. I would encourage you to send this message to a friend because we believe that church is best experienced, not when you do it alone, but when you do it with other people. Which brings me to why I'm so excited for this morning because we are kicking off our summer group semester. Here at Propel Church, we believe that you were made and created for biblical community. And I don't know what this season has looked like for you, but I know I need relationships in my life more than ever. So maybe the best thing you could do is take a step right now. If you call Propel Church Home, hit that share button, send this message to a friend, and we're going to open God's Word together today. See, last week I made the decision that this season has been so full of ups and downs. It's been so crazy and chaotic. But I was going to take a few days and I was going to spend some time with Jesus up in the mountains. So packed my things and headed up there. And we have one of our overseers there. And an overseer for us is a person who watches over myself and my wife to make sure that we're staying on the right path. And uh, we believe that even pastors need pastors. And that's what those overseers are for me. And as I sat down with Pastor Teddy at Seacoast Asheville, we, we sat down together and we were having some tacos. Come on, somebody. If you're ever in the Asheville area, Taco Temple is where to go. I will say this, though. As we were sitting down outside having tacos, there was a black bear that ran by. You don't see that kind of stuff in Concord. I'm just saying. So we had a great time. But as we're sitting down, we're just a couple minutes into the conversation. And I begin to actually talk about how I'm doing. I begin to go through these feelings of insecurity and not knowing what this season looked like. I began to talk about how I really wasn't physically tired as much as I was spiritually drained and emotionally tired and truthfully mentally tired. Pastoring in a pandemic has been the weirdest turn of events I've ever experienced in my life. And I love it. I love what I do. But the truth is I was feeling like I didn't have purpose anymore and was wondering what life was all about. And after just talking for a few minutes with him, I realized that the thing I needed this entire time was biblical community. As I began to share my heart and just talk about how I was really doing inside, this weight began to lift off of me. And for the first time in several weeks, I began to breathe again. And I believe a lot of you that are watching this message today feel like life is crushing you. You feel like you can't breathe. You feel like you're losing hope. And I would just propose to you that one of the best things you can do is get connected to biblical community. Whether you're a person today who's watching this and you are super connected or you feel disconnected, you need biblical community. If you're a person who has faced COVID-19 with incredible joy or tremendous sorrow, you need biblical community. If you're the person that runs as fast as they can into Walmart or the person that's staying at home until a vaccine is available, you need biblical community. Because when you and I are in biblical community, we are in alignment with the plan and the will that God has for our life. You can't and were never created to do life alone. 
So today we're going to talk about the importance of groups. I'm going to teach you a message from God's Word out of Luke chapter 5, which I am pumped about. But then after that, you're going to have the opportunity to sign up for a group. Our groups are going to be in person, and they're going to be online. Because as we move into season two, what season two as a church looks like for us is that we're going to continue with online church, but we're also going to begin to do some in-person gatherings so that we can re-engage with church life here at Propel. So super excited for that. If you have a Bible, do me a favor. Let's go to Luke chapter 5 this morning. I just want to bring you up to speed because we're going to start in Luke chapter 5 verse 4. But as we enter into the scene, it's a beautiful picture. See, Jesus is teaching on the shoreline. And as Jesus is teaching, he's sharing this life-changing good news message of hope, and people are loving it. They're loving it so much that they're inviting their friends, their family, and their neighbors, and everybody's running in to hear about the good news of Jesus. There's a problem, though. The beach reached its capacity. There's so many people coming that they're running out of room for everybody to stand and hear this good news message. So Jesus, Jesus is kind of like looking around. There's no overflow auditorium. They don't have like a great team at Propel where they could put out more chairs or something. Although we have auditorium seats. If our team puts out more chairs, that's a miracle from God right? There was no curtain to move back that exposed more seats, right? That's a little more relevant to our people. No, none of that. So Jesus looks around and he sees a guy on the shore, Peter, Simon Peter. Simon Peter's there on the shore. He's cleaning his nets out because he's just come in from a long night of fishing. And after that, Jesus walks up to him and he gets into his boat. Jesus gets into his boat and they're out on the lake. And that's where Jesus begins to teach from. So Jesus is teaching from Peter's boat, and it's beautiful. I mean, the the picture that we would see would be that that the the echoes of Jesus' voice would reverberate from the waves and allow so many people to hear about the good news of Jesus. And this is what verse 4 tells us. It says, when he had finished speaking, that's Jesus, when Jesus finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deeper water and let down the nets for a catch. So Jesus' instructions to Peter were really clear. I want you to push out into deeper water and I want you to let down your nets. A few reasons why that's important is because where Peter was positioned currently wasn't going to be the place where God was going to bless him. It was in the deeper waters that Peter was going to experience something that God had for him. I believe that Jesus is speaking the same thing to every single one of us who are followers of Jesus today, which is that you and I are called into deeper waters. So if you are taking notes this morning, which I would encourage you to do, you get like three brownie points in heaven if you take notes. First point is this, God wants more for your life than what you are currently experiencing. I don't know what you're currently going through. I don't know what you're facing or what you're up against, but here's what I'll tell you. God wants more for your life than what you have going on right now. For some of you, you love this season. You've got more time on your hands. You're taking up hobbies that you never thought you were you were going to do. You're finding DIY projects that you're turning into businesses and you're pumped. Hey, God wants more for your life. 
Others of you are wondering when in the world your finances are going to balance out and you're crunching numbers and they don't make any sense and you're beginning to panic. I want you to know God wants more for your life. Some of you are, are loving it and others of you are hating it. Regardless of where you're at, God wants more for your life. I love what Ephesians 3.20 says. It says, now to him who is able to do more than we might ask, think, or imagine. If you could just imagine for a moment the best plan that you could dream of, know this, that it's nothing in comparison to the plan that God has for your life. God wants more for you. It's not going to happen by you sitting on the shore, and it's not going to happen from you sitting in the shallow end of the pond. No, God is calling you and he's calling me into deeper waters. The problem for many of us is, though, that deeper waters means less control. If you've ever been in a pool that had a shallow end and a deep end, you know that if you start at the shallow end and begin walking towards the deep end, the further you get, unless you're tremendously tall, the less your feet touch, the less control that you have. And the reason why some of us never experience all that God has for us is because we never let go of control. Deeper waters means deeper dependency on the power of God. So Jesus invites Peter, Simon Peter, to push out into deeper waters and then to let down his nets again. And the reason why he uses the phrase to let down your nets is because Peter's a fisherman. But Peter's been fishing all night. See, what verse 5 would summarize for you and I is, as Jesus asked him to let down his nets, Peter uses this phrase that goes like this, because you say so, I will. But that comes after he's just told Jesus that they've been fishing all night and they haven't caught a thing. Peter's a professional fisherman. He does this for a living. And now Jesus is telling the professional fisherman, which Jesus was a carpenter, So you got the carpenter, the woodworking guy, telling the fisherman how to do his job. But Peter says, look, because you say so, I will. Side nugget, don't really have time to go here. If you just embraced that for your life, you would experience so much blessing from God. Because that phrase leads to obedience, and obedience leads to blessing in your walk with Christ. If you stop trying to argue with God at every turn and you just said, because you say so, I will. If you stop trying to justify your sin, if you try to, you'd be so much better off. So Peter lets down the net. And as soon as he lets down the net, it says this in verse six, when they had done so, which is letting down the net, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and they filled both boats so full that they began to sink. You may be thinking, Pastor, I thought you said we were going to talk about groups. Why are we talking about boats and people sinking? Well, let's look back at that verse one more time. They caught such a large number of fish that their net began to break. So what's the first thing that they did? They didn't try and fix their own nets. They called out for help. And as they signaled their partners in the other boat to come help them, they came and filled both boats so full that both boats began to sink. That's how full the boats were. So a few thoughts for you based on that verse right there and why I think groups are really important. 
The first one is this, by myself, I will sink. So simple math for you really quick. If two people, two boats come together and are hauling in fish, and there's so much fish that it's going to sink both boats, it will 100 bajillion percent sink one boat. You say, that's not a real number. I don't care. You ain't got to be that logical with it. If two boats were on the verge of sinking and one boat tried to do it by itself, that boat would then sink. I believe that you can't do all that God has called you to by yourself. Many of us as followers of Jesus, we try and do this life, we try and do this walk by ourselves, and then we feel crushed under the weight of the blessing that God has for us. But you were never designed to carry or receive that blessing on your own. You need partners to reap the harvest that God wants to give you with you, because by yourself, you will sink. But when there's more people that come alongside you, that's when you you're going to not only experience the blessing of God, but you're actually going to be able to enjoy the blessing of God. I wonder how many times in my life I've squandered the blessing of God because I tried to do it by myself, and in doing so, I sank. See, when we first started this church, I'll be honest, I'm, I wasn't the leader that I am today. When we started the church, there was a lot of times where I would do almost everything on my own. I'm very, very passionate, very driven individual, the kind of guy who likes to get things done. So much so that I ended up tearing both of my Achilles in the same year. In 2016, had reconstructive surgery on both my Achilles and had to learn how to walk again. But what that season really taught me was that I need partners in another boat. I need people in my life who I'm doing life with and enjoying the blessing with them together. Because when I do that, not only do more people benefit from it, but I'm actually able to enjoy what God is doing in my life. Maybe the reason why you're experiencing God do so many things in your life, but you're not enjoying it, is because you're still doing it by yourself. The second thing that I noticed and observed was that um, the people I call need to be people doing similar things to me. So they called their partners in another boat. It's not like they called some dudes up the street and they were like, you know what? I think the best people to call are the guys who run the produce market up the road. Let's call them because they, they're going to end up with the fish anyways. Let's just, eh. they called other people who were doing similar things. And I think a lot of times we talk about biblical community and we, we say things like, well, I already got friends. Yeah, but if you don't have people who are doing the same thing or heading in the same direction as you, they're not going to be the right friends to reap the harvest of what God wants to do in your life. I'm not saying you have to get rid of everybody in your life that doesn't follow God and isn't pursuing deeper waters. But let me just tell you, at some point, if you don't have friends who are going into deeper waters with you, they will become an anchor for you. Don't allow the people who you surround yourself with to become anchors keeping you from the deep waters and the blessing that God has for you. 
You've got to get people who are doing similar things, who are pursuing God, who are growing. You need friends who are willing to go into deeper waters with you. And that's why we're so passionate about biblical community inside the church. Because when you grow in your relationship with God, with other believers who are pursuing deeper waters, who are ready to move forward, it will expedite your growth process as a follower of Jesus. So you need to not do it by yourself. You need to make sure you're doing it with people who are doing similar things to you. And then the third thing that I just wrote down was that life is best enjoyed with other people. Look, I have so much more joy in my life now that I share my platform with other people. Not just teaching on Sunday mornings, but in leadership, in in everything in my life. If I can invite people to do life with me, it gives me so much more joy in it. Because the success of your life will be based on those you equip, you empower, and, and I believe even those you inspire. So who are you doing life with? Who's coming in that other boat? Because let me tell you, the worst time to realize you need people is when you're crying out for help and no one's coming. So many people, I think, um, have a, a skewed view of what happens in the local church. Like they just show up on a Sunday morning or they, they just watch online and they never fill out a card and they never get connected and they never join a group. And then they cry out for help, but because there was no relationships, nobody heard. The best way for someone to hear your cry for help is to get connected. And the worst time to realize you're not connected is when you need people. That's why we talk about biblical community. That's why we push it so hard and we believe that it really can change your life. Live like Peter. Have people who be willing to go into deeper waters, but don't go into those deeper waters alone. Have some people who are willing to go into deeper waters with you. And as I was thinking about this verse today and kind of talking about groups i read hebrews 10 25 look at what it says i love this is a good verse this is another one of them throat tattoo verses it says this not giving up on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day uh, approaching here's what he's talking about you and i should be getting together now there's some people who are in the habit of not getting together. You might be that person. I'm not saying you are that person. But if when I said that, you were like, oh, that might be me, then it's probably you. You're probably that person. If your wife looked at you whenever I said that, you're probably that person, right, who's been avoiding getting connected to a group. You've been avoiding biblical community. You've had a habit of not gathering. You made church a casual experience, something to just come to every now and then, like once or twice a month. I hope that COVID-19 has taught you the essential nature of the local church. And look, we didn't need a president to tell us the church was essential. We've been preaching that for years. I'm telling you that church has to be essential for your life, but not just coming on a Sunday or watching on a Sunday, being involved in biblical community. But I love what it says, too. It says, so don't get in. We need to meet together because there's some people that aren't in the habit of doing that. The best way to get in the habit of doing it is to actually do it. That's how habits form. Um, But it says we're going to encourage one another to gather together 
all the while, uh, all the more as you see the day approaching. That's the day when Jesus returns. He says, the closer we get to Jesus returning, the more you and I need to encourage one another to gather together. 2020 has been the weirdest year ever. We got, we got, we got a, a pandemic. We got hurricanes and tornadoes popping off everywhere. We got rain that's flooding, all sorts of stuff. Weird weather. You don't know what in the world's going to happen when you wake up tomorrow. I'm just telling you, we've never been closer to Jesus coming back in our life. So we need to get together even more. We need to make biblical community a priority. Because as we prioritize what I think God prioritizes, we begin to experience his blessing. So you may be asking, Pastor, what do you want me to do today? I'll tell you, it's really simple. It's three or four words. Find a group today. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I, I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you other than the fact that, like, I think you ought to be in a group. You ought to find a group. You're saying, well, what's a group? I'm so glad you asked. A group is just a simple, small gathering of people with a common purpose. Every one of our groups is going to include four things. We're going to encourage you. We're going to pray with you. Or give you some scripture and then some next steps. That's it. ESPN. The dun na dun na That's the good stuff right there. Some of y'all are so ready for fantasy football season. Come on, I can't wait. But right now we do groups. We focus on what God has for us in this season. Because just because some of us are still spiritually distancing or socially distancing doesn't mean that we have to be spiritually distant. In fact, I think you should be socially distancing but spiritually connected you ought to be in the place where you're growing in your relationship with other believers as you grow in your relationship with god so today here's what i want you to do i want you to find a group and the way you do that is you go to our website propel.church backslash groups on that page you're going to find group options that are available to you groups meet on different nights of the week there are some groups that are meeting in person, and there are some groups that are meeting online. You may say, well, which is the perfect group for me? I don't know. You've got to figure that out. I don't know what God wants for you in this next season. I don't know what your deeper waters look like. But here's what I know. You'll go further, faster with people in your corner. That being connected to biblical community, I believe has the ability to change your life forever for the better. And if I had the time to do it, I could line up countless people to confirm that. You and I experience the best of our relationship with God when we choose to stay connected to his people and his church. So church, do me a favor. As your pastor in this season, I would love for you to get connected to a group. Today, you need to get connected. But let me just be really clear. For some of you who are watching this message, getting connected to a group is not enough. Because if you're connected to God's people, but not God, you still don't have a relationship, which is really what you need. And the good news is what we see is that Jesus chooses to leave the teaching, the big crowd of people, and jump into Simon Peter's boat. And I would just say this for you, Simon Peter wasn't a perfect guy. In fact, he's going to go on to follow Jesus and do a ton of really stupid things. 
But God knew that he would do all of those stupid things from the moment he got into his boat, and it didn't deter him. No matter what you've done or who you are currently, God wants to make you a new person. He wants to pay for your sins and change your life forever. The only thing that you have to do, Scripture says, is accept that Jesus died for your sins and he rose from the dead on your behalf and believe that he's saved. You do that, you enter into a relationship with him. And that is the starting point for the change that you really need in your life. So here's what I want to do. I want to walk you through a simple prayer that gives you the ability to begin a relationship with Jesus today. And there's nothing special about the prayer that I'm going to pray with you, but it's the ability to confess and believe. So if you want to say that prayer today and begin a relationship with Jesus, say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I place my hope and trust in you. Thank you for dying in my place so that I could have new life. In Jesus' name, amen.